And with me always, Daryl Jai Singer. <laughs> Benjamin, I am going to call you out in Hamish and Andy style. I'm going to call you out on your gusto. That is not the way you've normally kicked off this no, podcast. I, I know that you've had bad night's sleep because of uh, your parenting issues, mate. But let's yeah. just let's let's start sure. that again. Let's just sure. reset. I mean, we're keeping all of this in. But let's say <laughs> we. I want like I want classic. I want primo Benjamin Lomas. I don't right. want tired dad. All right, here we go. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Oh my <laughs> god. Oh no, no, I I me, me and our guest who has not been introduced yet. We're 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 picket fencing outside the podcast uh, Zoom studios going, we want energy. We uh, want we energy. energy. All right, um, all right, try again. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the With me always is Daryl Jai Singer. I've got no voice. Oh I've got no voice. I've got no voice. I yeah. Got, got, All right. Got, well, <laughs> thank you, Benjamin, or whatever version of him that I'm getting today. Uh, we, uh, I'm excited, Benny, because we have a wonderful guest in, someone yes. I've been working with over the last couple of weeks here in WA, uh, one of the uh, a great stand-up comedian, but also the host of Ebsworth tonight. Please welcome to Fitbit, Colin Ebsworth. Thanks for having me, boys. I'm going to say that is definitely the best fourth MC intro I've ever had in a row. That's true. really good. It's yeah, true. exactly. That was, <laughs> I was like, are they going to do four? And you managed. Yeah. Wow. The, the um, no, I, I do is, and, and I'm emceeing tonight. So watch out, Ax. <laughs> watch I out. Know. Would you want to plug your? I've never had someone else cut in and be like, I think I'll take it from here, Chad. <laughs> yeah, I've actually <laughs> seen that. To be honest, I, I have, I have seen it. I will try and not mention the person's name. They're, uh, uh, but they were hosting a um, comedy tent at uh, Splendor in the Grass. So it's a rough setup. Where obviously drunk and stuff. No, no, no. Limo, Limo is amazing. Cool. Google that. Oh, I think that's been taken down. But no, this is playing in the grass. And an act who uh, wasn't good at stand up was good at like other stuff. And now they're continuing to do great stuff. But they've quit stand up since. You know, they were never good at it. But they just happened to have a profile or whatever. Anyway, they uh, were struggling as hosts so bad. And the la penultimate acts were uh, Steen Ros- uh, Tommy Little and Steen Roscopoulos was closing the night. And little did he spot fucking destroyed like literally had to go into the crowd and like you know like actually get them back up and out about because of how badly the night was emceed and then when he got back on stage he goes all right that's my time and the MC was about to walk on and he goes nah it's all right bro i've got this uh it's time for me to introduce <laughs> it's introduce your headline your closing act you know it was it was so fucking but it was good because it's like nah you've shut the bed all night wow <laughs> so it was quite a pop and it was good Again, Steve very little good. But yeah, Ebsworth, thank you so much for doing this, mate. So yeah, we're, it, it is, um, you know, uh, pretty early in the morning here at WA time. So uh, I think Ben has uh, um, absorbed <laughs> Tom Osmosis <laughs> uh, time. But hey, I was really excited to get you on because the conceit of the podcast, obviously, as I've said, is the uh, me and Ben uh, having this podcast to try and lose weight. And then once we've had lost the weight, we've sort of had people come on and talk about their experiences with fitness and whatnot. And, and when I look at you, I think absolutely fit unit. This guy is in good nick. So first question is, how long uh, have how you, you always a been a six-pack? Well, we'll get to six-pack. Okay. Yeah, we can. That's the one everyone knows. I'll tell you the, the number one thing that, that has helped me. 
Um, you need to have just enough of an understanding where when you do things wrong, you're still doing it right. And by that, I mean, I had no idea what kind of exercise you had to do when you were younger. Like I had no idea. So I what age were you when you started? Uh, started going to the gym like 14, 15. Uh -huh. And it was really nice because it was, it was super social. Like 14, 15? Yeah, 14, 15. Your friends would just go to fitness first. We'd pay like 10 bucks just so we could use the spa and like, you know, just go around lifting weights. It was definitely a social kind of thing where we were just joking around. We had one guy who would take it super seriously. Well, you um, got to remember, Ben, I think there's, sorry to cut you off, Colin, is that in WA, there's a different culture because there is so much sun and there's so much beach culture. There's a lot more awareness of body and body body presentation whereas in, in melbourne we're so covered up all the time because it's so fucking cold yeah, like scarves and stuff people can't tell you can yeah <laughs> yeah i would i would find like scarves to wrap my double chin around and give yeah. myself <laughs> and i um, sculpt a chin for myself but uh yeah, yeah so like, in wa we have shame you know we just we're yeah, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it's no, like no, it's so I'm just what I'm actually trying to say though is um I didn't understand. So for one, I tried everything when I was younger. You know, um we ran around and we did any amount of weights, cardio, um, and you just kind of find what was good, which is great. A lot of people were very hesitant about that initial um step into finding yeah. out what kind of fitness they like. And the other thing was when I say like I didn't know, I had no idea. I mean, Ben, I know you're joking, but when you asked how to get a six pack, I just did like 30 minutes of abs because I had no idea what you meant to do. Right. Most so they would do like one set at the end they'd be like hey we're going to finish with like you know 30 sit-ups or 30 crunches and i'm just there for like 30 minutes being like this is this is what i meant to do so what you did you youtube or anything nah none of that uh you know what actually some of my favorite exercises are the ones that i've feel like i've created um and it they kind of endear yourself to them you go what oh, do you, mean? Just, you create an exercise yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's names for it, but like there's certain things that I've done, like certain exercises that I've kind of been like, oh, I like this one. This is what I do. And I guess every time I go to do them, then I'm like, oh, this is. I remember there was an ab workout that I created uh, where you you lie on the bed naked and then you bring your legs over and you try and suck your own dick. And I found that like really kind of like engaged my yeah. core. And, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, like it because plus because the goal I always think with fitness is don't do anything that fitness is the goal. It's the goal is the the activity. You know, if you're running, enjoy the run. If so the same that, way, my uh, goal was trying to get my lips over my penis. And yeah. uh, <laughs> but if you do some Russian twists, you'll actually activate you know, the obliques. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah and you can try and get the try and lick the side of the shaft. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you have a strong neck, but you need to make sure that those muscles. Are <laughs> and that's actually. Oh. Your ball tickling hands, you need to make sure that they're the yeah, they're, they're flexed exactly. That's where you get the grip strength. But uh, no, but that's actually a very good point that I want to hopefully get to, which is the neck strain that you feel when trying to do ab exercises because I'm always trying to relax my neck. And oh man, that's a huge thing. If I can get on that for two seconds, like yeah. you will fuck your whole form up if you do ab exercises and focus on your neck. That's why the hand behind your back is so great. It's not to pull you up but it is to balance that neck out because otherwise you'll carry all the strain there you'll get nothing out of it um another big thing with ab exercises as well is i noticed that people hate that intensity that in it's one of the most painful things i find like do you guys find that when you do well, leg raises for me when i do leg raises yeah, i can't even that's... do leg raises well that's because i've had about 25 operations down there but, yeah. Yeah. Leg raises are the worst and i think that one's what russian twists as well kill me and what's a russian twist Russian twist is half crunch, 
So you stay in half crunch and you've got, you can hold a medicine ball or just uh, use your hands like this. And go and side to side. Either side. And it purely does your blicks, but whilst maintaining the uh, density. Why is it called, why is it called a Russian? Did the Russians come up with it? Because it's probably something that they do for fun. <laughs> it's yeah. Probably- oh, that's it. Well, to be honest, so many of these names, you, you really, if you try and dig deep, you, you're going to get lost. Like things like, you know, Navy burpees and, you know, seal jacks and, you know, <laughs> uh, bear crawl. Right? Well, bear crawl makes yeah. sense. You look like a bear when you're crawling. But, you know. But the, the, the big thing, just to get back on that abs thing, is that I noticed that, um, yeah, like I, I love crunches. I don't know if you guys do full sit-ups or you do crunches, but I noticed the period when you come down, you're relaxed and the period where at the very top you're actually relaxed yeah and i'm much prefer crunches in the middle to keep that intensity yeah going. um and you'll end up with a higher rep count and you don't put as much strain in your neck because you're not like pulling yeah your whole well with the neck thing colin i always think uh I, I sometimes try and drop my chin to the chest so it feels like it's like if i'm focused on like my neck being like like engaged then i feel like i do less pressure on my neck does that make any sense at all like yeah, yeah, yeah. so I it's can, just like totally it's like oh okay now it's there so it's sort of almost like loosen the back muscles of the neck yeah. whereas if i'm balancing midair then i can feel yeah. my entire uh because core is something that for me i reckon is my biggest weakness but it's also should be my priority because of the back injury that i'm i'm with at the yeah. moment this disc yeah. extrusion uh part of the thing is to try and have strong enough core that 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 it that, that the muscles are loose so that this um the spine doesn't pop out because when the can muscles you- yeah, can you do deadlifts? Like, is that a no-no exercise for you? I think yeah, at the moment it's a big it's... no-no for me. Yeah, yeah, because that one deadlifts. Uh, I, I've heard many people say bang for buck, one of the best exercises. However, yeah, that me, if your form is wrong, highest risk. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. There's, I don't can't think of a single exercise that has a higher risk than a deadlift. You do that wrong once and you're out. Oh, really? My, yeah. Because my, I've had back, back yeah. issues. My dad's a physio, and he said, "Don't." I, I, unless you are perfect at your form and you've yeah. been doing it with just the bar and you've nailed it and you've spent six months building up to that weight yeah. and that's all you concentrate and it's form and it's form form, you will slip a disc, you'll have yeah. a disc bulge or whatever the fuck Dill's got, yeah. which is a disc swimming around his spine. Like, yeah. otherwise, you know, otherwise you're just like, it's not worth it. Like, yeah, bang for your buck, but then yeah. again, fucking bang for fucking your buck when you go to hospital. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, um, that one, and I've noticed shoulder press. The how easy it is to rotate that disc oh, out and rotate the shoulder. Yeah, yeah those are number one. Yeah. Because you rotate a cuff fucks up so quickly. All it takes yeah. is that slightly thing off angle with the shoulder press yeah. where you're just like, oh, I've definitely just pulled a ligament on that. I can, I yeah. can rotate a, a cuff guys go. Don't wanna, they don't want to have someone spotting them if they're doing shoulder press or something. But it's like if you're doing any kind of free weight, it's like at least have a mate next to you. Well, I, I guess Colin, I guess when you're 14 and there's 16 of you around, <laughs> there's plenty yeah, of people yeah. to spot you. <laughs> I mean, half of us are smoking darts and stuff. We're all just like someone eating Hungry Jack's burgers and whatever. Like, that's just, I say we started, like, we, that's just, but it kind of got us interested in it. Yeah, you know? well, that's, that's, I think the socializing aspect is the, is the big thing. Mate, that is so, that resonates so much with me because I think that's key to any type of lifestyle change is that if you're there because, you know, there's a, there's an extra element to it. I know we joked about it before, but the truth is, yeah, if you're going to hang out with mates or whatever, and then you learn to love the process then it becomes easy. Whereas for someone like me who didn't get active till like 30, 32, I think it was, that for yeah. me, I still have a resistance to physical activity. Running is the only one that I kind of 
when I was sometimes I'm like, oh, I need to run. Like I want to run. Whereas yeah. with gym and everything, I still have to still trick my brain into getting little things to try and get there. Like for example, when my favorite singer is Eminem and when his new album came out, I told myself I can listen to it only in the gym. So if I want to listen oh, to it, great. yeah, yeah. So, really so literally, good. so I'd go there. Sometimes I'd go there with just like, I have to wear the active wear and the headphones. And I'd be listening. I'm like, well, fuck, I'm here. I might as well start working out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do the same thing. I say I can only jerk off in the gym. That's exactly. Wow. That's why you're on a uh, sex uh, sex offender register. Yeah, yeah. But it's only it ninety five per month. That's if, amazing. If you think about it, though, it is kind of funny. The idea of a bunch of pubescent teenagers pumping weights who are just hitting their you know, sexual peak already, just yeah. trying to get buff with fucking erections roaring around. <laughs> <laughs> Full on. <laughs> well, yeah, do you remember Con- Conor McGregor when he did one of the waves? He was like going ah ah so much. He actually gave himself a rage boner on screen. Do you oh remember God, that? So Google funny. that. Conor McGregor rage boner. It's just oh, hilarious. That's right. During the wave. Doing the wave. This is the, the podcast now. This yeah, is yeah. the podcast now. Um, so yes, yeah, so, so as just, kids, just you're going there, but you learn. Sorry, go. Oh, no, no, just like, were you ever worried? Because I always hear that if you go too early with weights, it can affect your growth. Yeah, yeah totally. So I remember hearing about, I don't know if you ever saw that, uh, it was called like Young Hercules, and he was like, it's the world's yeah. youngest bodybuilder. That six-year-old kid, and it, it, you know, fully stunted his growth. Um, we definitely didn't go that hard. This was not, this was like just a casual socializing kind of way. In the same way you play, I don't know, casual... Uh, basketball. Soccer, basketball, yeah, anything. Um, but I definitely did have those concerns. Um, I think at that level that he was doing, yeah, it would absolutely fuck your body up. I mean, that was yeah. pre-hormones and puberty and stuff. But I think teenagers, it's an optimum time to get into just an understanding of here are some basic exercises. Here's how long you want to be going. These are the right kind of uh, physical sensations and the wrong ones. Um, uh, something that is specifically is very interesting. So a couple of my female friends have tried to get into the Navy or Army and um, you need to do a push-up right you need to do less than men would but the, the entry is like a couple of push-ups or whatever and they really struggle with them because they haven't got that inherent body mass in their pecs um so i've taken them to the gym and the crazy thing is um they weren't used to the pain in the way that we would be for how uh targeted it would be towards your muscles so you know we're doing bench press and we're doing push-ups and stuff and they would be like in physical tears being like this is not a pain i'm used to but these women can run for an hour at a time and their endurance would be through the roof relative to mine. Um, right. So it takes so that conditioning, that isn't normal. it? Yeah. What is going to be a normal pain and what isn't going to be. So, I mean, if I hadn't had these experiences and I went to the gym now and I did maybe some of the sets I would usually do, I would think that I had like torn a muscle or done something. Right, like right, right. I mean, right. I don't know how I'd feel as a 30 year old woman having a 14 year old tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <it's- laughs> There's a lot of cougars in Perth, yeah. <laughs> um, no, that makes perfect sense, actually, because, again, going back to conditioning and things like that. So I reckon after turning, well, after starting to get physical and, like, push, like losing the weight and then, like, running a marathon and all of that was great because my brain was just so fired up. But I don't think my body had caught up to what my brain wanted to do. So, for example, last in 2020 in the lockdowns, I was uh, practicing doing handstands. So, and I managed to get like, oh, head, yeah, so I managed to get to headstand level. So, where you're, you know, obviously you're balancing on your head, but handstands, yeah. I was still, sort of still, you know, struggling. But I realized all those little muscles in between that stabilize you, those have never been worked out. 
you yeah. know what I mean? Like ever, like, why would you have, uh, why would I have like, you know, my, uh, the little, little muscles in between the big muscles that have been, that need the shoulder to balance and all that. So for me, I realized, oh, I went too hard too quickly, even though it looked like it was a three, four year process. The yeah. reality was that I, those are the things that people have done all their life and they slowly build to it rather than trying to do a 30 day handstand challenge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's such a big thing. You know, people go, oh my God, are you hitting the gym or whatever? And it's frustrating, but there's some people that just have more natural definition. There's going to be a genetic component. Like yeah. we're not pretending there's not. Um, but also, yeah, um, I think that like the reason I have certain body features is just because I started at 14 and, you know, dad had one of those, it's a 20 in one exercise thing. It'll do your taxes. It'll talk to your wife. Like yeah. and I was, I would just do that kind of thing all the time just to familiarize myself with at least what core groups there would be. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, and it's funny because I'm teaching, I'm teaching my kids that at the moment. So I have yeah. a, a seven-year-old, Oh, absolutely teach your kids. Yeah, please. And, and so what we do is every morning, <laughs> I don't know, I start doing this, but so what we're doing is we're going through every sport in the Olympics. So we've just gone through every sport. So we watch a YouTube video and we go through every sport so they can learn about all the different sports rather than footy and cricket. So this morning, oh, this morning we looked in uh, gymnastics, the four, the parallel bars. And yeah. so we're just watching, you know, a guy who again is conditioned like, like, no, like they look superhuman, especially when they've got yeah. the blue tights. They literally look like super, Superman. And then my son's like, daddy, how can he do that? And it's just like, you know, like he's like flipping, you know, doing the flip. And it's just like, and I just said, I was like, they train, they train so yeah. much, like to the point where it's like, that's their full time job. And they, and my kids never understood that, you know, to get to a certain level, you have to kind of treat it like a yeah. full-time job. If you want to get that ripped and that good and that conditioned, it takes so much time. And I think nowadays people like don't particularly want to get as ripped, but to even get mm. that condition, you either need a goal, like, you know, I'm doing, you know, like I'm doing some, you know, triathlon or the factors or something as vain if you want to call it go, vanity that, I, there's nothing wrong with vanity if you know that's what you're doing yeah, no, it no, for I'm because just, it, i feel like for me i feel like vanity can actually be powerful if used correctly do you know what yeah, I mean? no, no no that's what i'm saying but it depends on the goal so is like if the goal is vanity and it can drive you as much as if you were to be a, you know a triathlon then in the end you have the same the same results yeah and also it's great that you're taking your kids through that i mean i like you literally made me remember that dad would take us to the park and he'd be like hey there's the chin up bar but he would kind of unintentionally go through and just playing with us but it made us every time i saw a chin up bar i would go do chin ups because i was like oh that's the fun thing we do with dad like that's just uh, yeah. right so well, yeah, dad be have... on them, and i'd be you know doing chin ups and, stuff, and that just became an inherent thing that i really still as an adult like doing chin ups is a great example that's what like so just like for instance like i want him to go you don't have to pick a sport Every yeah. sport is great. And even if you're not good at it, it's still fun. And that's yeah. just to encourage the idea that it doesn't matter what it is, as long as it's f physical excursion, it can yeah. be good and for you. And teach them calisthenics. Teach them, like, taking a kid to a park, you're going to be having a lot of opportunities to be like, hey, here's calisthenics. Because people get this idea that I can't exercise unless I have weights, unless I go to the gym, unless I go to treadmill. And it's like, no, calisthenics is, do you have a bar? Like, you Can you explain calisthenics? Because uh, I think I know what it is. is. Just using your body weight. Um, uh -huh. or physical activity. Right, right. So, so like a body people, workout. People yeah, you the fast bench, you do dips yeah. over doing a tricep extension. It's exactly that. Right, right, that right. But so, calisthenics, people get it confused with, what's the one where they swing the baton? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Isn't that? that calisthenics as well? Is that calisthenics as well? You know the one that Ann Edmonds had a like a uh, um, you spin yeah, the bat, you yeah, throw yeah. it in the air and you catch yeah. it and oh, oh okay um, I don't know what that, I, don't know <laughs> I think it is called calisthenics I think it, it is um, so was, just, was your dad activity but was your dad an uh, active like were you were an active family okay so yeah dad went through a whole bunch of transformations but during his very spiritual phase he was like super into yoga right so, yeah yeah so there's a pair like a photo of him and he just looks like like the most ripped toned guy he's doing the full frog extension but with you've got arms like this but legs fully planked Jesus. out oh, um, wow. which takes a huge amount of time to be able to get there yeah so he was able to kind of do that stuff um but not a particularly fit family i mean oh they're surfers actually so that was a big thing so every weekend and then during the holidays like every day at the beach um, right. which I realize is not an opportunity that everyone gets, but that's a simple exercise too. I mean, if you talk to people, there are people that hate running on the beach. Um, but for me, I really don't like endurance. So for me, the more I can condense an exercise is great. So yeah, I, like I'll run on a treadmill um, doing one of their things where they, you know, it, you can set programs that raise and lower the, the right. speed as you go. Um, and the treadmill is great. Um, you get less of an exercise, but I love the fact that you can control it, which means yeah. I can have a marginal increase every time. I can know that I'm doing 0.2 higher, 0.1 higher every time. Like in terms of heart rate and stuff, you mean? Or like or in terms of the actual speed. Like Ah, right, right. Understood, understood. Definitively, yeah, like that yeah, I went yeah, faster yeah. this time. Because how many times have you gone for a run and be like, oh, I nailed that. And then you realize you did slower than... Yeah, 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 yeah. Than your previous, yeah. yeah that's something, yeah. But a great um, one is running on the beach, man. Beach running... If you're close to the beach and you're not doing that, like you are wasting your time, it is going to It's be interesting you say that. So your that... Achilles. Everyone says running on the beach is really good. It strengthens your Achilles because you're right. running, you're it's running on a... Stabilizing muscles because yeah. you're running even ground every time. So. Yeah. yeah, right. Because yeah. my my um my partner's been doing her, her work in, in the morning. So whenever she she's heads off at 8 a.m., I get dropped off at this cafe that's about three kilometers yeah. away from where I am. I'll have my coffee, do the crossword, et cetera. And then I run back home so it's just a 3k run on the beach and it is like 20 minutes i think i can get it in but fuck me yeah. dad it's hard well, on the beach three k's on the beach is incredible i mean i'd go as far as to say it's two and a half three times as hard per step yeah and and you have to do a short like i went chugging along like this well so know. one of the things colin i was noticed is that the obviously depending on which direction you're running in the angle changes because you know how the beach is oh, on an yeah. incline so yeah. i'm like i think my left leg is using like more time to try and balance out than the right leg is yeah. or, or is that does that is that right or wrong no, no, that, you're absolutely right like there's going to be um a dip, so that's just kind of it just is what it is with so is it, am i better off doing like 50 50 trying to make sure that i do like one and a half k oh, one direction run backwards run backwards <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of symmetry, obviously, and you don't want one leg weirdly stronger. Like I've noticed yeah. when I go to the gym, I can always do an extra two um, shoulder raises out of my left arm. Um, and I don't want to kind of discourage that. So I end up doing them, but I always feel weird. Like I you know, don't want to be some like hulking out dude. But yeah, when you run back, it should balance out, I imagine, because you're going to have um, it then put on the other yeah, leg. Yeah, it's fascinating. But, but the wind, the wind on like, make sure you know which way the wind's going so that you know which one, when you're going to get that that boost or that assistance right right as like opposed to running against it 
yeah, always want to run against the wind for your initial stretch, and then when you turn around, like have the wind behind you because otherwise that's murder. I'm, well, what I'm, I'm, I'm finding obsessed with wind. Uh, I'm obsessed with wind because like I'll have another app on my phone, but that's because my main form of commuting before all my surgeries, but hopefully yeah. begin next year, is riding a bike. So you have to time it. So if you know you're doing like a 20 kilometer ride to get somewhere, but you have to take the wind in into consideration because yeah. it could add like an extra five to 10 minutes on your travel time because, you know, like the force, people forget how, because I became obsessed with wind and then I had this great idea in the Netherlands where along the river between Amsterdam and Utrecht, they came up with an idea where they'd have wind tunnels on either side of the of of the um of oh, the yeah. river so you go into what it was a gigantic sort of tunnel that have massive fans so it didn't matter which way you were riding you'd always have the wind behind you oh, <laughs> yeah that's, that's funny um another thing about beach running as well this is one of the best exercises i could ever this allowed me i applied for the cops a while back and i had to get 10-1 on the beep test and i'm not an endurance guy like that i will fully admit my 10-1. cardio beach sprints and specifically dune sprints, going straight up into a dune. You pick a point, run up, cup, jog back down, take a 10 second and see how many sets you can do of that. Take a break and then do that again. Um, oh God, that will yeah. just like not take your cardio up to a, you know. But I think someone, I think Adam Rosenberg told me that uh, like hill sprints and things like that, again, have better bang. If your focus is fat loss, it that yeah. like a, a sprint, a burst of energy, then resetting, and then another burst of energy has better bang for buck than oh, just running continuously. About, about high intensity stuff, yeah. yeah. So obviously, if you want to lose weight and build muscle, high intensity is going to be the best. If so you let's just want to work on endurance. It's just running. But if you want to go, um, I have an issue where okay, if I take a couple of weeks off and I've had a couple of cigarettes or something and some big nights, it'll be like cobwebs in my lungs, and I have to. I can go for a little run and be a bit sore, but I I need to like burn it out with fire like aliens too you know and the way to do that is a incredibly high intensity exercise in a shorter period of post as possible so for me that is dune sprints will get me every time okay um, can we and- just take one step back sorry just yeah. one step back you apply when did you apply for the police force uh i must have been when i was 21 oh, okay. 22, okay. 21, okay. 22. okay okay did you get oh, now mate i'm 29 only because i have this face um i would never do it now i'm going to chalk that up to me being 21 and just think it was a fun idea. Okay. I thought it was something you did like last year. I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, like, for, a, for material for a new show. Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, no, they said no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Didn't pass the psychometric test. <laughs> Not the police to the police. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so let me, let's just jump back a bit again then. So you, you start working out with your friends or whatever, and you just yeah. don't know what you're doing. Then fast forward us to the point where you actually started to understand which exercises have the best effect and i suppose then sort of maybe talk us through the moment where you reckon you were peak fitness and what you did forget we'll get get to nutrition let's close off with nutrition but in terms of activity your peak level what was the schedule like in terms of working out and how does that compare to say where you're at now on a sort of more like less intense level so peak level, I've noticed that um, it's definitely about an active mindset. Right. And by that, I mean, you can be going to the gym and not feel like you're at your best. But when you're in that mindset of like life, you're in that perfect flow state. That's when I was able to manage to, you know, go out with friends, go for runs with the person I was dating at the time, go to the gym, do boxing without it feeling like I'm going to die. You know, you're in that active mindset. Things right. are kind of, and it takes a while to build up to that. I noticed if I go straight to the gym now and do the exercise that I do, when I'm in my, was in that peak state, you know, two hours at the gym or whatever, that would just kill me. 
Right. Before, so it's definitely about getting a build up. But if I was looking at the peak state, I'd be going to the gym five days a week for an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah. Um, but to me, and to, I know that sounds like a long time, but to me, it was like I wasn't working at the time. I need yeah, to make okay. it very clear. <laughs> yeah. What was, age? Well, again, let's let's get some timelines there. That what would have been this year. Yeah. I'd yeah. say this year. The peak right. fitness. I was dating a girl who uh, previously had done ultra marathons and stuff. And mm me out of the water competitively i mean she would run to she work. blew you in the water that's one way to uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like a snorkel <laughs> no there's just all of a sudden a bunch of fish that look like me being like this <laughs> <laughs> um sorry so yeah so she, no, her no, endurance was yeah she just through the roof she would cycle everywhere and then go back to do you know volleyball or floorball and then would do a late night run with me and then go for a dip in the ocean and i'll be like how are you alive right right, right. just one of those people that was just an anomaly wired that um, way yep she pushed me to run faster like i had my best times with her um, right. i don't know if you ever know that story about bruce lee and chuck norris training together no tell us uh, okay so they used to run like uh they would be doing a 5k together because there was a period where they were training and it's talking uh chuck was talking about plateaus he was like i had a very clear plateau and a very clear limit that i couldn't reach and then bruce was like that's totally a mental thing keep up with me he's like don't worry about the plateau just keep up with me that's it um and then he did that and he smashed it like you know wiped 20 30 seconds off his 5k um which as two peak fitness guys back in you know the 80s was a big deal um and so i think that was a really interesting thing to be able to train with her because i wasn't doing my best run ever i was just keeping up with her right yeah. right exactly and it almost like you're motivated i i think for me when my if i know how to channel my ego correctly like if i know that something like my identity or ego is at threat and i'm like using it i push oh, myself yeah. way more than what i would have done if i was on my own do you know what i mean like yeah, yeah, that's definitely. where i'm sort of starting to understand what healthy competition is why you need a little bit of the dark dark side like you know uh, in your voice yeah. to try and like go like like as a fuck you to, to the naysayers that if yeah. used correctly i find it so powerful but if that's your only motivation it's very unsatisfying do you yeah. know what i mean because you're always just trying to prove someone else wrong and they don't even give a fuck about you but yeah, if you absolutely. can use it because i found that in the marathon for example when i did the marathon the 35k mark was when i nearly gave up my left leg was just dangling in midair i felt like that's what it felt like it was just jelly and I was like, oh, man, you 35 is good enough. You don't need the last seven Ks. Fuck that. And then in that yeah. instant moment, I just remembered all these people that told me I couldn't finish the marathon anyway. And it pissed me off so much that if I stop now, that they will be right, that I ran my fastest K was the 36 kilometer because that's how angry I was. So that oh just goes God, to show. Wow. But that just goes to show how funny the, that the mindset that you just referred to is Ooh. what's kind of you know, has the ability to push through all those, you know, limitations that seem to no, or the ap apparent limitations in your body. But if you yeah. can find a strong enough why that you will say, fuck this leg dangling, I don't give a shit. I'm still running. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but it's yeah. so funny because I, I, again, like the idea of like, I feel like my peak fitness was in 2019 and then COVID hit and I just have yeah. not been able to catch up to where I want. But I always think is like my peak is like doing squash where you are competing against someone, but sometimes you're not competing against yourself. Like you're competing against yourself, but you just want to keep that rally going. You don't want to be the person to lose the rally. And because it's like a hit workout where you're just running and running, running. And I remember once I was just like, I felt like my heart was going to explode and I felt like I was going to have a heart attack, 
but just the idea that I was going to lose the rally was worse than having a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Find things that are worse than the pain or discomfort of exercise to motivate you. That's yeah. Yeah. That's so, actually uh, a great takeaway point. I think having a pain that is more power, like managing your pain. So for example, with the bet with me and Ben, like, so for mm. years I tried to lose weight, but after two weeks, the pain of doing the activity wasn't matched with the results I was seeing, as you know, like it's a, such a yeah. slow process. Like it yeah. happens later on, but initially yeah. the, the sheer momentum of moving, say a body that's 125 kilos is so painful that you go, why the fuck am I bothering with this? This is too hard. Right. But the pain of then having to lose a thousand dollars to my friend was way more. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. fuck it. No, I'm going to keep going. Oh with yeah. This. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to understand what your motivating factors are. Definitely. Yeah. Um, because there's days when, um, you know, yeah, you're going to, feel different things. But one of the big things I learned about motivation is that uh, incentives work, obviously, but people have a very irrational fear of um, the, what could have been. And, you know, that is something definitely to use, you know, what would my day be like if I didn't run today? How shit am I going to feel? How that is actually, a, and it just in terms of life as well, that's something I remember Josh McKinder, uh, a great Perth actor who's now in New York, was telling me years ago um, from a study that was, yeah, people motivated by um, the fear of loss and the fear of missing out. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's something. So, so uh, do you tell us how you, how do you use that? Say like for your uh, training and stuff like that. So, okay. The mental stuff that I go through for training is like in part that, you know, I think how bad, what am I going to feel if I don't go to this? Um, but a big thing is, yeah, you just got to have all these little tricks. Um, obviously you guys are familiar with probably David Goggins. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Big yeah. Fans. So I, I finished, um, I finished can't hurt me this year and now I run, an extra 10 minutes on my like my high endurance mm. bit, which is like I went from 10 minutes out of 20 where I'd have to turn the machine down. Now I can do the full 20. It's like, which to me is that's yeah, totally each of their own. Like for you, knowing yeah. how much you hate yeah, endurance, that's that is huge. I, I would conk out at 10 at maybe 14 on the treadmill. And at my best, I could do like 14, five to 20 minutes on the intensity track. Like that was a big jump mm. up. Are you but also holding a dinghy above your head while you're doing it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I Hardcore stood. true. Cut. Yeah, but too can't bring down. Yeah, um, but you know what he talks about when he says, um, you know, for me, the one thing was saying that calming myself down because a lot of times, you, like you said, deal, you want to get worked up and you want to, but that can actually raise your heart rate and, and make you more tired. And the other thing is understanding that the uncomfortable zone is where you need to be as opposed to where you don't want to be. Um, that was a game changer for me because now, whenever you feel uncomfortable and you're like, this is hurting me, you go, oh, good, it's meant to. Yeah. Yeah. That, oh, that's fine. Like this, and it's uh, the pain then flips and acts as encouragement rather than a deterrent to tell your body to stop. Because there's, now, you have, every time you get a bit of pain, you go, "I'm doing the right thing." My heart. There's so much until, parallel until your bone snaps. Yeah, but well, the, well, that's going like, back to. Crash now. I'm in the ER. I must. Get I'm but in a lot of trouble. That goes back to good pain and bad pain, right? The good pain and bad pain. But I actually think there's so many brilliant parallels to these topics even with stand-up where like when you're oh, like yeah. doing new material it fucking hurts so much when it's not yeah. working but i feel more alive because i'm like oh this that means i'm pushing myself that means i'm growing because yeah. if i want i can lean on you know material and uh, like gear that works and i'll be fine and i'm comfortable and it works and obviously if i'm you know people are paid money to see a headline spot then i will do that but yeah. in an open mic setting when you're doing new material i don't think people like realize no matter how long you've been doing it restarting and starting new material 
feels as fucking deadly and painful as it was the first time you did it because yeah. it's like oh my god you're so vulnerable like you know yeah. especially if you're the now pauses, i noticed the sitting what? sitting sitting in stillness uh, like i can deal you and i have probably high energy acts but like sitting in stillness kills me and that's where my uncomfortableness that's where i would use the david goggins kind of this is the good place to be yeah that's yeah. that's that's where i'm at the moment like you know like you know like i've been getting all week and you know i thought myself i can't go back to old gold you just can't do it everything has to have been written in the last three months there's a couple of, <laughs> a couple of times including last night I just throw it out there and it doesn't work. And I forgot, and Dill knows this for me years, but I forgot the rush I love of when it doesn't work. And it's just like, it's just really weird. It's like, I was like, oh, I have to do so much work on this bit, but now I'm really excited because I had the balls to go out and do it. So now I'm yeah. excited to then rework it. It's kind of weird. Oh, like okay. I, I'm genuinely for the first time in a long time, I'm actually ra- enjoying the process more than I have before. Maybe because I'm, I, I'm lucky enough to get a lot of stage time. If I was just yeah. at home writing and just going, well, is this, I don't know if this is going to fucking work because I don't know until I'm on stage. But yeah, no. I like, but it goes I like back it. again, similar to the gym thing, right? Where if you're doing the activity because you enjoy, you're hanging out with mates or whatever, the workout is almost secondary. The same way with new material if you're going to the club you're getting to hang out with mates yeah. you're performing yeah. you're getting the ego boost whereas if you're just sitting at home and riding that's the equivalent of doing a calisthenic workout by yourself at home and you need yeah. to know exactly why you're doing it and and find that motivation whereas if it's more social then it's easier to commit to yeah that's something that i think people don't or, or undervalue from the the one of the benefits of being at a gym a lot of people feel uncomfortable like oh i'm around all these professional you know much stronger people but um, yeah, to me, the social aspect is a huge thing to try and encourage. But no one's talking at a gym these days. Everyone's got headphones in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I go to I go to a gym where all the influencers that I follow happen to go because it's in Scarborough, like a nice <laughs> Bondi Beach type area. Also, don't do that, guys. Go to a gym that's like dog shit, middle of nowhere. Don't meet your heroes. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't go to a place where you be like, I, I just wanted to buy you from afar. It's yeah. Can we just jump on that? So you go to a gym where all the influencers are. So therefore they're all talking to each other or they're just busy taking lots of photos? Oh, I'm just saying these are two separate thoughts. Like it's nice to be, <laughs> it's nice to be in an area where people are social and there's other people doing activities to normalize it. But also, yeah, when there's a bunch of really hot people around, you're like constantly second guessing yourself. You're like, at least it's a great way to make sure your form is okay. But like you Well, don't you reckon it's also like, then you have like, <laughs> you know you're only as good as like you know the people around you right so the same yeah. thing with bruce lee if you have the equivalent of bruce lee uh influences around you like you know Man, fucking shredded. there's nothing that sucks more than having like a 15 year old kid in his like his church his, in his like high school uniform you know on the treadmill just lapping you and you're like what the <laughs> fuck are they this kid but I right. about, what i will say about that is um just another parallel that i've noticed to stand up is um you can do the same set you know, we're doing open mics or whatever. You do the same stuff every time and then just get kind of bored. But I noticed to spice it up, I will sneak in new material because mm. then I've noticed the whole set gets energized by how much I'm looking forward to being able to do those new jokes. You can absolutely do the same right. thing, with exercises. So sneak in some new exercises or stuff you haven't tried. And then all of a sudden, uh, I've noticed the whole workout or the whole group that you're exercising gets a bit more energized because you're looking forward to trying, hey, what about this new thing? What about this? Right. You know? That's a cracking tip. I like that. I'm actually going to try yeah. and think of so, that. And I mean, try... if, you're, if you're really out of it, I mean, definitely Google some new exercises that you want to try within the group that you're trying, um, some new things, and you'll be excited to try them out. That's a good That's one, man. I like that because I think... 
when you see other people at the gym, that's what I've got at the moment because I'm back at the gym again. And yeah. then you see someone doing new exercise. You're like, oh, I haven't thought about that. I was like, oh, yeah. I'll add that to my repertoire. And then you take a film of them and you're like, I can't do this. This is illegal. Yeah. And also, don't feel bad about not doing every exercise. Like I, I a lot of times will go, oh, I see them doing this, but I'm not doing this. Does that mean I'm doing bad? And it's like there's a 100 different uh, exercises for every single muscle in your body. Like you have to find what right works best rather than working up to do them all because that's not the recipe um, that'll work for anyone. You can do 20 different ab exercises, but it's like, no, you should pick your, you know, favorite two to three on and same right. for every group. So uh, peak fitness, do you remember uh, two questions here? First one is um, what was the mental motivation? Were you just in the zone or did you have something that was pushing, driving you? It was definitely, and sec- help, it was definitely helping. Sorry. Yeah, it was definitely helping having the, the girl that I was seeing who yeah. was faster. So that was just the social aspect. Yeah. I was running about seven Ks, which isn't a lot for a lot of people but for me as a person who doesn't run right uh, who never was a runner like that was huge how, how often um, were you running 7k that's i think that's massive well the thing is my fitbit my my tracker kept breaking so I, to get the accurate results on how fast i was running it there was like a whole week where i had to run 7ks in a row because the gps kept clocking out <laughs> i was like i was livid because i just wanted that picture to be able to be like finally i did 7ks in this amount of time and it kept being like, yo, 100 meters in the ocean. I'm like, fucking Jesus, Strava. Like, hey, shit. <laughs> to do this again. Just running in the ocean next to a horse that's recovering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was doing boxing at the same time, um, which is something I've always like really liked. And I found this, uh, again, uh, the, one of the most motivating person ever. I did Cuban boxing, which is, I thought was the same. It's totally a totally different style. But I had this Ruban da Cuban from Cubano boxing in Perth. And he just like comes in, he's this little guy and he's like, hey champion, you ready to be a champion today? And I'm like, yeah, okay. Fuck yeah, I want to be a champion. I'm he's the, for real, he's the fucking best. He'll be, he'll be like working the pads, looking in the TV, being like, I trained that guy. And you're like, no, you didn't. And then you see a photo with him next to like X amount of heavyweight, you know, worldwide champions. And he's like, Jesus Christ. And the the, the funny thing is he's not from Cuba, he's from Scarborough. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Scarborough. Scarborough. So to round us off, let's let's, uh, talk about nutrition. Uh, Specifically, I guess, when you were peak level, what what your nutrition was like. And also we can talk about keto and what you told me about. Uh, that night when we hung out about, you know, how you sort of now switch it on and off when you need to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, I used to do kind of a fast at the beginning of the year, and that was more like a mental cleanse as well. Um, But I also just wanted to kind of get all the junk out of me. I've noticed now fasting just has too much risks. And by fasting, I mean like three, four, five day fast, like the risks on that one are too much. You're going to shock your body. And then when you come out of ketosis, eventually, it's just going to put that Plus go more. slow, go slow, go slow, please. Sorry. Uh, so at the start of the year, say after punishing your body over Christmas and 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 this uh, New Year's and stuff, yeah. you were like, all right, I need to cleanse myself. And you would go fast, yeah. For three, three to four, four years. And what? Yeah. Three, three or four years? <laughs> no, no, it's the last for three or four years. I would do like three to five days. Yeah. At the beginning of the year, or probably like four to five days. But I noticed. And that what does that fast look day. like? What's in your system? Just straight water. Just water for four yeah. to five days? Yeah, straight water. God damn it. You must have been a cunt to be around. Like, <laughs> oh, no, no, I, couldn't. It was, I tell you what, this is a side note, but for anyone who has anxiety or something, it was actually incredibly cathartic to get to that point. I mean, obviously you're struggling, but your brain physically hasn't got the energy to be able to entertain any thought beyond the immediate concerns. So once you're in that day four, day five, you can kind of ask yourself these questions like, hey, what do I want to do in life? How do I feel about this? And if it gets any response at all mentally, then it's actually something you have a feeling towards. 
everything yeah. else, you do not have the capacity. Yeah. To and and I think it's important to remember that with those big fast, anyone like listening, yeah. be very, very mindful that it needs to, similar to any other exercise or whatever, you have to slowly build to it. You can't yeah. go from a three meals a day to suddenly fall four days off because you're, as, as you said, Colin, that the body goes yeah. into shock mode, and then and also just your mental ability. Like you might fasting again. We we've had issues talking about fasting on this uh, show, mm. but just again, just remind you might not be mentally ready either. You might be building up to it. It may a lot trigger. of disorders. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's disorders. a huge shock. Um, one of the biggest deposits of fat in the body is in your brain. So even when I was on extended keto, I noticed I was a bit foggier. And it's like, yeah, your body is functioning, being able to burn fat as efficiently as possible, and that means the fat in your brain too which has right. um, so I recently started swapping on to doing keto. Um, uh, I found the best mix is a keto diet with intermittent fasting. If you can, um, okay. if you can't do it, that's okay. So what I would usually do, you can go to chemist warehouse, do not buy them anywhere else uh, unless it's, you can buy them online, but just get some keto strips. You can get a pack of 60 for like five, six bucks, um, which is amazing. That's going to be kind of your guide market. What is it, mate? Sorry, I missed it. Keto strips. Keto. What are keto strips? We've got so you piss them and they'll say whether or not you're in theater. Could teach us, could teach, yeah. Oh, like a yeah. test. Hugely yeah, yeah hugely useful. So when oh, you next, it's next to the COVID swaps. <laughs> yeah, don't get them mixed up. Yeah. Um, right. So and what, how does it work? How does it test the, this is the first time I've come across this. Piss on them. Really? It will have a color grading on the side of the bottle that will go from different shades. Do you want me to show you? I can grab one right now. Yeah, <laughs> don't, yeah, piss, yeah. don't piss in front of us, but yeah, okay, please. It. Yeah, yeah, um, that's funny. I've never heard of it, Ben. Have you? Yeah, we, we yeah we just we just got some because Maya's delving into into and wanting to know when you're at it because sometimes you, you just don't know. You'll feel like you're not, and but yeah. if you have the test, it, it's, so it's a little bottle, and so it, oh sorry, so there's a color grading, right? Okay, yeah, and the strips come out like this, right? And you just piss on the end. For, yeah, now this is for um, you're pregnant as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, it's got yeah, the same so, color palette as when you're trying to work out what you're going to paint your walls. <laughs> yeah. Or the color <laughs> of your, they should have like a bloody um, color palette for poos, like just grading your poo. We've, like, oh, We've had a poo chart. Have you had a poo chart? Poo chart. Yeah. you got different, like you can, you can have different shapes and it has all different names. Like, and then you can see. I think it's pronounced chart actually. <laughs> it's, a, it's a French word. Um, so yeah. right. So get keto strips. And so how so long have you noticed for you now? One. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, uh, how long have you noticed for you that um, you get into ketosis? What's your... Uh, it'll be three days. This one was noticeably quicker the time I did it uh, this year. Yeah, but okay. looking about two to three days. It is how intense you go into it, of course. Can you, so can you go through it? Can you just yeah. go through it from day one, day two, day yeah, three? Course. To your ketosis? So day one, um, day one, you've got your keto strips. I go heavy into it. So mm. I will just cut straight carbs. You know, people say you're looking at about... Anything under 50 grams of carbs is going to be okay. I aim, that means when you're looking at your food, um, all you do is swap to the labels at the back. And let's say you go to the 100 grams, you look at the fat against um, against sugars or carbohydrates. And if it's under 15 grams, that's, that's a strong keto. Like that's, you're really pushing it. If it's under 30 grams, which works out to about, you know, obviously 30% of that 100 grams, that is like a medium and it's going to get you there. If you do 30 to 50, you know, that's kind of going to ease you into it slowly. And take longer. Me, I'm kind of like everything or nothing, and I know yeah. that I'll kill if if I don't go that hundred percent. You know, jump straight in. So I'll aim for really um, that quick kind of dive into it. Uh, set yourself up with a bunch of vegetables. Um, 
So when you say zero carbs, we're talking not even broccoli? When I say zero carbs, I mean I cut rice, I cut pasta, I cut bread. Okay, um, what about broccoli? Yeah, so broccoli and stuff is fine. Cauliflower okay. is like a godsend. Um, right. So that kind of stuff is great. I'm not like, if you go zero, zero carbs, I mean, that's, to me, that's insane. Like I, right, I don't even right. know if it's possible. So what about um, uh, lentils and beans? Do you do any of that? No. Uh, yeah, but I'm careful with them. Yeah. Same with like corn, black beans, uh, lentils and stuff. Definitely careful with potato is out. Potatoes um, out, yeah. Potato, potato so, out, yeah. It sounds very similar. So, sorry, Colin, just so that you have context. So, the way I lost the weight was doing Tim Ferriss's slow carb diet. And you did was, cheat days, though, didn't you? I did slow carb diet within uh, a 12 to 8 p.m. intermittent fasting window. So, yeah. as in, I'd, I'd fast from 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. Yeah, 12 you want an eight hour window. That That's good because it means yeah. you get eight hours of you know rest and then you'll get it takes eight hours in my experience or understanding to trigger fasting uh -huh. so then you get eight hours of fasting um it splits your day into thirds and it's a lot easier to follow that yep. 12 to 8 is a lot more manageable than um yeah that that's like a really good window for people and so now i find that 12 to 8 is almost I, I mean i'm not very strict on it but i find naturally i'm just adapted to it where i don't really eat till yeah. midday and then i'm fine you know to stop at about eight o'clock because dinner yeah, all, fasting, all intermittent doing is just cutting out a meal that you might not have needed you yeah know? correct um, i used to and i believe strongly for a long time that like breakfast was like very important but yeah that turns out to have been a massive lie uh so so yes yeah, so <laughs> like for me unless you got kids Kids, they need to eat in yeah. the morning because oh, no, otherwise they're shits. It's hugely important, but it's just that whole breakfast is the most important meal of yeah. the day. Meal of the day was invented by Kellogg's, you know, six oh, years ago. Oh, really? Right. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, that right. totally was just a lying thing. I mean, Kellogg's used to was invented by a guy who thought that he could create a product so bland because he was like an ardent Christian that it would stop people jerking off. <laughs> Really? Yeah. <laughs> so he, he was like, no. he was like, this is so gospel, baby. So like, None this is so depressing. Yeah. I can't even wank anymore. Come on. Yeah. Like that's exactly what is yeah. And the wheat mix came along just to stop, try and stop pride. He's like, how do we double down? Oh wow. <laughs> you know? Look. Um. So. Okay, so yeah, the reason I brought up Tim Ferriss is so his diet is very similar to keto, I think, but it's like a sort of a midway keto where you can have beans and lentils and stuff like that in any of the yeah. quantities you want. Because his whole thing was about which one can you stick to the longest because because most diets, you know, do work, but then people give up after a while. Whereas this one with the cheat day on the sixth, seventh day and things like yeah. that, he's like, he found the... Uh, what he calls the sticking ability, people who like, you know, the, the yeah. you know, uh, how much and you, you adhere to it. Yeah, you've got to so, find what you can swap in. Like, so I, me, um, yeah, for me, taking me, away uh, fried chicken from my life was too hard at the start that I was yeah. like, fuck it, I need that cheat day. So I loved it and it worked for me. So keto sounds very kind of similar in that mm. sense where you, 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 you're taking it, you're having your broccolis, no potatoes, no pasta, no rice, no bread. Um, no, yeah. so what about things like, um, uh, obviously sugar is is given right yeah you don't so, have sugar. Out, so i swear to god my my crystal i'm um, sorry my um kryptonite was going to be the soft drinks yeah. um because when you're on keto your body goes oh you're not getting any sugar so not only are you and this is something i didn't realize at the time but not only are you going off sugar like you're actually canceling a craving like your body we're so used to refined sugars that those first couple of weeks you're going to experience a bunch of really weird kind of symptoms because not only are you going on keto, but you're actively canceling a habit. Um, you may as well be stopping smoking cigarettes and stuff. So that refined sugar is, a, is going to be a big, yeah. um, so no sugar drinks. Amazing. I can highly rate Coke, vanilla Coke. <laughs> Welcome to our sponsors, uh, Sprite and Solo. Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah. Um, 
you know, left. No, thank you. There are no sugars, not good. Um, I wouldn't bother with stevia and stuff. Uh, I actually kind of, I just found that, yeah, that your body really craves that sugar and it's going to want sweetness. Um, so yeah, do you push I, past the cravings or do you just uh, have found a way to kind of satiate the craving, like with peanut butter or something like that? Yeah, so there's definitely sweet stuff you can have. And again, it's going to be a balancing act between whatever's kind okay. of working. Um, so three, four days, so you go, okay, zero carbs, you're just having like, proteins and and the vegetables yeah. and veggies yeah you just swap the stuff out you swap milk for almond milk or oatmeal uh oat milk um if, i think that has the right amount of carbs and so no dairy um no no i was going hard on dairy um and again it's going to be a learning act like i was saying the way i pro exercise and diet is that every time i'll just try and learn a couple more things i'm not aiming to stick with it i'm not aiming to make a life-changing thing that this is going to be how i live my life for the rest Every time I get into a fitness trend of, you know, four to six months, I want to learn a couple new exercises and a couple new recipes and I'll be better for next time. That's literally how I process it. Um, and so it, what, happens, like it what happens Tom, when, when you get into keto, right, yeah. you, you get into it, then, then, then what? So I will keep a chalkboard and I'll keep the weights and I'll put up at the beginning of the day and you end up losing a couple hundred grams a day. I, lo- I was down 10 kilos. But do you um, stay in ketosis for how long? Like, do you, like- uh, this most recent period, I was doing it for like three or four months. I did it during fringe and just kind of got used to it. So you're just um, in ketosis for four months? Is that, is that Yeah, right? but it would, it, would, it would fluctuate because there was stuff that I was still learning and still understanding. Like for instance, I thought I could go on gin and sodas, right? Because tonic water has a lot of sugar in it um, and I still wanted to be able to drink. Alcohol, for instance, I didn't know uh pure alcohol still when they're broken down yeah, the ethanol when it gets broken down will break down into sugar so you actually are technically getting some carbs and i didn't realize that a lot of people say you can so you've got to limit that and also i was having a gin that was flavored and i didn't realize that it had sugar <laughs> in it, so it was like kind of stumping my keto a little bit i was still technically in it but there'd be days when you know the piss sticks were coming up uh, uh noticeably lighter color which was annoying me um so yeah, it's it's definitely, I wanted to learn that. So a lot of that was tinkering and figuring out what was working. But I went down about 10 kilos. Uh, How long did um, that 10, what period, over those three months? Oh yeah, so from January this year, and I think it was just before the show. So January to April, I would have been doing keto. Um, and then I think the big bulk of it happened in those first two months. Yeah. Um, and, and plus and your, muscle, your muscle building as well at this point, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd be going to the gym, um, but it's great because... I mean, when you're not, what you have to eat when you're not eating carbs is almost always going to be protein and fat, which your body, like that's the only other two kind of things you can have. Give an example. So, Give like an example. Was, so almond milk, yeah. for instance, is what I'd be drinking because I wasn't drinking full cream milk. Mm. Um, and then I would, it, it's so easy to be like, well, I'm already drinking the milk, may as well put in, you know, a scoop of protein. At night, I'm eating steak and vegetables. The steak, because that's something I can, you know, one of the only things I can have. Steak is obviously going to be straight protein as well. Mm. I'm eating tons of meat and um, it's actually a decent amount of protein uh, in a lot of the uh, milk products, the dairy that we eat. You have to be mindful though. Some of them are going to be, um, I didn't realize uh, yogurt. Yogurt was setting me back a lot. I didn't realize that there's a lot of carbs in yogurt, even if they say not because lactose is something that again can be broken down and will create Right. There's a lot of stuff that they won't present on the labels as carbs. Yeah. Breaks them down, they become that. So, is there a particular website that you refer to, or did you just like Google it? Or no, this was pretty much all from trial and error. 
um, yeah. and speaking to people about their experiences. I didn't realize I was doing keto. I thought I was just cutting carbs. And a friend was like, no, you're doing exactly keto. <laughs> I was right. like, right. And so that's, that's that, that, the, the dairy and lactose, uh, that, that, corroborates with what I came across as well with the Tim Ferriss yeah. stuff, right? So like, you yeah. know, taking out dairy and like, I started off with coffee for me and now I just love long blacks because yeah, I'm just same. like- an ice, an ice latte, like it killed me. Something about that bitterness. And then again, one final reference to, to stand up, but I noticed that um, before I go on stage, one of the best things was a comic over here taught me, this was years ago, was like, hey, um, what do you do as a ritual before you go on stage? And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, you should, you should try and do something. It'll, it'll get your head into gear. And so now I have a set of like three little physical slash mental things that I do. Oh, no. And what happens is. It sorry, 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 sorry. You just, you dropped out. Sorry, Colin, oh, you sorry. dropped out for a bit. So there's three you, things that you do? So I have the three things that I do, but what they, that kind of routine effectively locks me into the best previous gigs that I've done in the mindset I was in then. Right. So I'm right. not coming in there new going, what's this going to be? I'm going, oh no, this is just an extension of the best gigs I've done in the past. And I found that really works. And it's the same for the physical triggers you get from the food and exercises you do. Are you comfortable uh, sharing what those three things are? Oh yeah. Yeah. So a big one I do, the first one is a physical one to get your body ready. So I'll just do leg crosses from, you know, hand to knee like this. I oh yeah. 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 Body, a full body exercise that like you're just, kicking a ball to the side you're like you're swinging like a pendulum yeah touching my hands so just swapping alternate and because you're twisting your core i find that kind of okay. i don't know just just gets it in there the other one is i'll just focus my breathing and do a big arms up and kind of come down you'll see me doing this before stage just to get my head right and then the affirmations are just that um all the crowd wants is an opportunity to laugh and that's all you have to give them they they want to laugh they just yep. need that opportunity and that's they like you and you like them. And even if they don't like you, you still like them and are appreciative for them coming out. And what ends up happening is you go on stage going, I can't wait to tell you guys jokes. And yeah. Thank you so much for coming here. And the crowd goes, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's I mean, awesome. Probably, yeah. That, that for me, I, I try, if I have a gig where I'm like, you know, <clears throat> struggling to, like, for example, in Edinburgh 2018, there was four people yeah. who had bought tickets. And the tech was like, do you want to perform <laughs> for four people? And I remember doing a little time machine jump in the back of going on my first gig, remembering how scared and nervous I was. And if someone from the future said, hey, in like eight years time, you're going to have an hour that is really good, but only four people are going to watch you. And it's in Edinburgh. Do you still want to continue? I'm like, fuck, I have an hour. Fuck yeah. I yeah. want to yeah, yeah. see what that's like. You know, you, yeah. you remember the little you you try I try and remember how hard it is to get here without mm. focusing on how little well like the you know the 96 empty seats I'm like let's focus on yeah. the four that's full you know yeah so, so have those little have yourself some uh affirmations or little stuff you do before exercise in a similar manner right um, you know David Goggins mentions that thing where it's like no you're not going for a run you're just putting on your shoes and so it's like yeah that is true so find your little kind of rituals that you like to do and it might be oh, hey, I, you know, I've fill up with my water bottle, I put on my shoes, and then I do my stretch. And you go, well, I've already done this stuff. I may as well exercise. Right, right, um, right. But anyway, just to finish off on the keto stuff. So, um, yeah, it was obviously a trial and exercise with the diet. The piss sticks help, <laughs> definitely. Right. That was an easy way to do it. I would not recommend doing this if you have an incredibly busy schedule. It's it's going to throw things out of whack. Catch up. Um, yeah. <laughs> what as you in know, as like, in like, like for, ben, for real like you have kids and stuff this is something that you could do the light approach that dylan and i talked about but jumping headstrong into this 
Um, I was able to do it because it was just Fringe Festival, which yeah. meant that I had the days off and I worked at night and was surrounded in a positive environment. Um, I could bring my little lunch whilst I watched the sets and did programming stuff in the back. But if I was doing a nine to five um, and Fringe and ex- like, no way. Yeah. And, and, and what about like uh, the thing you were telling me about when you come off keto, that it's got to be a transition as well, as opposed to going suddenly yeah. switching it you off. You go because back to carbs, you will put it on and, like, and then some, your body will slow down. The reason I actually broke keto the, most, the, the last time was um, because we were coming up to a talk show and uh, I was like, hey, maybe this is run its course. I was noticing that I was trim, but the memory and my brain ability to think incredibly, I didn't want that to be compromised. I kind of got a bit paranoid thinking that maybe I wouldn't be able to be as funny or do the show as well. Um, so I thought it's an appropriate time to come off. And then what I did notice is the second you get back on carbs, oh my God, but it was like, you know, um, I'm in the matrix. I'm seen in five dimensions. <laughs> I'm gliding through time. I'm a, like a, just a multidimensional being. Yeah. Um, but just because your brain was like, oh shit, like you've given us cocaine now. We haven't had carbs. Yeah. Which is great, but if I had to jump straight into KFC, like that would have destroyed it. The carbs I'm talking about are whole grain carbs, um, are nice stuff. So, and so just the whole grain carbs had that effect. So imagine what the fuck processed like white bread oh, would do. Yeah, yeah. Like I've had pizza and stuff now, and now it just yeah. makes me garbage. But if I if I had have done that straight away, I mean, I would have been vomiting. Also, you've got to realize you have fully reconditioned your gut flora, um, and f- sorry, your gut. Um, ecosystem the microbiome so, yeah yeah just be very mindful of throwing stuff in there there's uh, the level of influence that that has over your body i was reading a study that was talking about um psychoneuroimmunology and it's the relationship between your body and your immune system and how that's affected by the gut bacteria mm. um the gut bacteria it can tell your body what to eat more of yeah. So you have gut bacteria. If you eat a lot of KFC, obviously there's going to be, it's going to promote the kind of bacteria that can send signals to say to your brain, eat more KFC. Um, and so you've got to be mindful. If you introduce that quick shock to your system, like I wouldn't want it's, to be- It's incredible. <laughs> there was one study that I, that, that I think about a lot, which is where they took the bacteria of a uh, obese man and then they yeah. took the bacteria of a lean fit person, gave it to mice and fed the mice identical um, meals, yet the yeah. one that got the obese person's bacteria got fatter, and yeah. the one that had the lean one was like processing it much better. So it's just that your body, it's almost like if you've trained your body in a certain way to enjoy or like, you know, a, a system yeah. which takes in a lot of sugar and, and, and fat, um, you know, fried food, like I did for years, it takes so long to unlearn that. Yeah. It's almost like you have to kind of teach totally. your body to adapt to it. And yeah. so with keto, then when coming off it, so if anyone, if you're doing it, forget anyone else, like how, when you now say next year, January is about to come up, you might jump into keto again. Let's just say if you yeah, come off bit, it, yeah. if you, when you say come off it, you're, you're now much more conscious about how you get off it. Is it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And also it's the keto for me, um, the diet and stuff isn't, it's getting to that weight loss. Cause what a big thing I didn't realize is like when I was at 95 kilos and I'm going for a run, relative to 85 after keto, I was like, wow, I can run so much better. I must be fitter. I'm 10 kilos lighter. Yeah. Like that is, that is, yeah. um, that is a 15, almost like what is a 13% decrease in my total. Like I'm running without a, a weight pack. Like that was a huge thing that I didn't consider. And I remember one day I was at a boxing session and I was talking to my coach and I was like, fuck, why, like, why am I so tired? I've always been a tired person. I get exhausted really quickly. And he like looks at me, this little Cuban man, he goes, because you're six foot one. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? Like in my mind, because we're all comedians, we're all like 
professionally regressed. I was like, no, I'm a 16 year old. I'm, I'm a little tiny color, but I'm like, no, I'm a big dude. I forget that. And he's like, you it's going to be so much more to exert. That's why you right. get this extreme fatigue in your core because you're doing regular stuff is harder. And that was like a very nice kind of, Oh, I, I could, I stopped uh, putting so much pressure and uh, onus on myself to do as well as other people. Cause I went, yeah, I'm a big dude. I'm bigger. A bigger machine. Uh, it's like a, a, if you had a truck that needs fuel versus like a fucking scooter. Yeah, definitely. I know. Cause people go, Colin, how do you eat so much? And it's like, for one, I'm a big guy. And also I run hot. Like <laughs> I'm a, you know, crazy kind of running around, always throwing my limbs and, and that throughout your day, you know, yeah. I'm just I'm vibrating. I'm like, I'm going to use a lot more energy. So when we talk about um, how to trick your body into doing uh, stuff throughout the day, definitely make it fun. Um, definitely find ways that you're kind of more energized. Like I naturally am a more upbeat kind of guy. Um, and that uses more exercise. You mentioned before, about even just doing the neck exercises. When, yeah. you, I, I, when I lay down, this is something I picked up as a kid. I don't know how, but I'll lay on my back and just put my neck forward. And people are always like, is that painful? And I'm like, for me, it feels uncomfortable to do anything else. So what um, you like stick your neck out like a, yeah, yeah, so like I'll a be bird. lying there kind of like doing some writing on my laptop, which is my mm -hmm. neck fully mm -hmm. up. It's just like, it's just a weird kind of thing. So make your weird habits that you do at least good ones yeah that's a good that's a good fantastic spot to end on i think that's really true because again so many things is like we're told don't do this don't do that but if it works for you fucking yeah. lean into if you're it not a happy person you like to skip everywhere like then do it because yeah. it's be three times you know the exercise totally and also you know and like and it, you know it's, I, I always love that like when people think your habits weird but actually it's just really really beneficial for you it yeah, doesn't really definitely. fucking matter. It just doesn't that's matter. why we need to start making mic stands and microphones like 20 kilos. Yeah, that's, that's the lifting weights are there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to do that with my kids that it's just like it's brushing teeth and it's sunscreen. And no I talk about that all the time. I was writing this bit because I was like, as I get older, your taste change. But I was just thinking like, you know who doesn't get enough credit? Like mum butts. Do you know what I mean? Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you, but are you and people go, but why? It's like, well, they're lifting toddlers 24. It's like nature's dumbbells. Like, of course, <laughs> you're going to yeah. have... You so know, one of them gives you gastro. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, thank you so much, uh, man. This has been really, really, really informative and, and, and uh, a lot of great things to think about. I'm going to, the one for me, I think is going to be about trying to do something fun and exciting in every session, just something new, just for the fuck yeah. of it, to make it spice it up a bit for myself and just like look forward to the workout because, oh, I get to do that little weird thing today. Yeah. You know, um, thanks, man. I appreciate all you uh, taking the time to do this. What uh, do you Lots. want our listeners to go find you? Uh, where, where oh, can they yeah, please uh, follow Ebsworth tonight on socials. It's now Australia's biggest live talk show, uh, live stage late night talk show, which is just wild. Um, so please follow us on that. We've got tons of content coming out. Um, we interview people. Uh, we do, you know, segments, political commentary. Um, who are some of the guests that you've had in the past that people uh, would love uh, to meet? So we've had senators, mayors. We've got Abby May, who just did the grand final coming up on our December 24th show, along with Australia's fastest man, Peter Ball. And potentially we're looking just to lock in Death by Denim, a huge WA band for the after party. Um, and that's at the Recobite 300-seat main hall. Um, yeah. So, and Instagram? Uh, yeah, absolutely tonight. Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, TikTok, if we ever get that up. And Fringe World. And Fringe World. I'll be doing all of the underground comedy showcase, um, along with musical comedy showcase, international comedy showcase, and I'll just be at the venue. Oh, I also have a story show about how I was raised in a cult uh, for the first three days of Fringe called Me, My Cult, and I. That's ah, the record. What the hell? How do we not? 
We're gonna How do we not talk about a Save cult? for a Patreon. Save it for Patreon. Would you yeah, be up for coming on a Patreon that. episode and talking about the cult? <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. Absolutely. You guys can That'd check be, that out. I love that. because I, I definitely as weird as you think. Oh, my God. I studied, I studied God. a lot of cults in university. It's it was so one of my much weirder than what you think. Do you know the Moonies? Yes. Yeah. My parents matched in a mass wedding in the 80s. Oh, well, there's a great reason to subscribe to the Patreon, folks. Thank you so much. Uh, fitbed. Oh. Patreon.com slash Hang on, wait, wait. Explains a lot. <laughs> You're like, why is this dead behind the eyes? <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Colin. Uh, do review on Instagram. Uh, ben Lomas comic on Instagram. Patreon. Love you all. And I said Patreon. Uh, please Patreon! Patreon! <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. Stay safe. Uh, love Bye. you all.